Good morning, class. Hi, I'm Keith Moore, and this is Faith School, and we're so glad for you to be joining us today. Uh, We've saved you a seat right here in the front, and we want you to come right on in and uh, be immersed in the teaching ministry of the Holy Spirit. The Scripture says the anointing teaches, and what we do here at Faith School is we get our faith fed, and we get our spirit quickened, and we are learning how to walk in the victorious life that God ordained us to have. So get you a Bible, something to take notes on, and we're going to pray, get into the Word today, and by His help, we will hear exactly what we need to hear. We'll get answers today, and we'll get direction. We're coming up. Things are about to get better for you. Father, in Jesus' name, we all agree Uh, together touching this, asking you for utterance, for the anointing, asking you for eyes and ears and hearts that can uh, discern and receive. We're asking you for answers. We're asking you to help us to get into the flow of the spirit of life and to come out of any darkness or confusion and to come into the progressive light that is the path of the righteous. We purpose not to be hearers only, but to be doers of it. And as surely as we do, great things will happen. You always are so faithful and dependable to watch over your word and perform it when we do it. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's turn in our textbook again today to the great passage in Hebrews 10 that flows and leads into Hebrews 11. You can't talk about faith without getting into Hebrews 11, that great faith chapter. And uh, we'll begin in verse 35, Hebrews 10, 35. It says, cast not away, therefore, your confidence, which has great recompense of reward. Confidence is another word for faith. And uh, he said confidence and our faith has great recompense of reward. This word uh, great has to do, uh, is from the Greek word megas. And so trusting God results in big reward. Verse 36, he said, you have need of patience that after you have done the will of God, you might receive the promise. For yet a little while, and he that shall come will come and will not tarry. <clears throat> with the things of God, you, you have to stay with it. You don't just try it for a few days. We're not trying this. We're committed to this. And when you stay with it, you'll see through faith and patience, you inherit the promises or faith and persistence, you could say. He said, verse 38, now the just shall live by faith. This is how God functions and operates. Um, Several weeks back on the broadcast, we got into some detail about this. Uh, Why faith? Why do we emphasize faith so much? Well, we believe it's because faith is the way God himself functions. 
And it's how he has created the universe. It's how he does everything that he does. And it's how he has directed us to live. Following his example, the just are to walk by faith and to live by faith. He said, the just shall live by faith. But if any man draw back, my soul shall have no pleasure in him. We know a few verses later in chapter 11 that without faith it's impossible to please him. So this obviously drawing back is the opposite of faith. Drawing back is not faith. So if he's not pleased in us drawing back, pulling back, what is he pleased in? He'd be pleased in us seeking him, us reaching out, us stepping out, us advancing instead of retreating. Faith reaches, seeks, lays hold, steps out. Faith advances. And he said, if you draw back, um, the good news says, if you turn back, one says, if you shrink back or withdraw yourself, he'll not please my soul. Well, we want to please him, not displease him. And you get into a, uh, <clears throat> something the enemy has convinced much of the church world about, uh, that f passivity is not pleasing to God. Many people think it is. Many people think it's, it's somehow being humble. It's somehow being submissive to just pull back, lay back, sit back, and say, well, it's all up to God anyway. And so I, I'm just submitting whatever happens. Um, it is God's will, and I'm just going to go with that. Well, that's not true. That's not true. There's all kind of things happening down here on the earth that are not God, that are not God's will, that don't please Him. Uh, the Scripture tells us we have an enemy, and he's going about seeking whom he may destroy. And he's uh, our devourer and destroy. And he comes, he's called the thief. And he comes to steal and to kill and destroy. Well, that's not God. And he tells us to resist this enemy. And he tells us to fight the good fight of faith. Well, that's not being passive. That's not laying back. That's not laying down. And we've, we saw yesterday that faith is not a beggar. That if you're being a believer, you're not being a beggar. And if you're being a beggar, you're not being a believer. Say it out loud, I'm not a beggar. I'm not a beggar. I'm a believer. I'm a believer. <laughs> Go with me, if you would, to the book of Luke. Luke chapter 11, I believe it is. And we'll see something that, um, to me, is, is really enlightening. I think it's much misunderstood. And anytime you see uh, controversy around something and the people just wrangle and wrangle over it, you know there's something really important there in the Word and the enemy's trying to keep you away from it. He's trying to confuse you about it. Or elsewise there wouldn't be all the, the controversy. Luke chapter 11. Luke 11 verse 5, Jesus is speaking and ministering. He says, which of you shall have a friend and shall go to him at midnight and say to him, Friend, 
lend me three loaves. For a friend, another friend of mine in his journey has come to me and I have nothing set before him. So this is, uh, he's telling the account, the story about a man who gets up in the middle of the night, goes over to his neighbor's house, and they're all asleep, as you can see in just a moment, and is beating on the door, asking not for a cup of sugar, but asking for some bread. Now, it says, verse 7, but he from within will answer and say, trouble me not. The door is now shut. My children are with me in bed. I cannot rise and give you. So he's saying, look, it's, it's midnight. We're all asleep. Kids are asleep. You're here beating on the door. No, go away. But verse 8, he said, I say to you, though he will not rise and give him because he is his friend. Yet because of his importunity, he will rise and give him as many as he needs. Now, uh, the understanding of this passage hinges on this one word, importunity. And um, you'll hear different people say different things about it. But the only way to really understand it is you'd need to go to the, uh, the Greek dictionaries and see what word uh, it was translated from, and to see uh, any other places it might have been used in the Scripture. And of course, uh, one of the best ways to get an understanding of something is just to read the next verse, and the next verse, and you sure see that here. But uh, he said, verse 9, I, I say to you, ask, and it will be given you. Seek. And you shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened to you. For everyone that asks receives, and he that seeks finds, and to him that knocks it shall be opened. Now, uh, we saw previously this week, having seen in Hebrews 10, um, the Lord's not pleased with those that draw back, and then we saw in Hebrews 11:6 that he that comes to God must believe that he is, and he must believe he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. And here Jesus is talking about seeking. And we see he gives an illustration of a man who gets up in the middle of the night seeking something. And Jesus uh, his, his summarization of this story and telling us what we're to get out of it, he sums it up by saying, ask, seek, knock. Every one of these are action words. They're verbs. They're action words. Faith, living faith, acts. Living faith does something. And again, like we're talking, many have erroneously thought that faith is just passive. I, I have faith in God. What does that mean? Oh, I believe in God. Okay, what does that mean? I believe He's real. I believe He exists. You maybe even go further and say, I believe He's good. I believe He's fair. That's wonderful. But that alone is not enough. 
to get results in your life. What does Scripture say in Hebrews eleven six? Without faith, it is impossible to please Him. For he that comes to God must believe these two things. Must believe He is. And you must believe He is a rewarder of those who what? Diligently seek Him. Now seeking Him is doing something. If you, if you look in Hebrews 11, you'll see that uh, every one of these instances he gives of people who had great faith, they did something. Let me, ju- let me just read a little bit to you. And you can, you can take the time and go through uh, Hebrews 11 sometime and look for this. Sometimes just read chapter 11 of Hebrews. This is faith school, so I'll give you an assignment then. You read chapter 11, and don't just read it. Look for what they did, what they did. We know they had faith. Their, their faith so so uh, established, so uh, such a good example of faith that the um, Holy Spirit chose to put it in the chapter for all generations to see and to remember and to check our faith by the example of their faith. Listen to this, Hebrews chapter 11. It said Abel gave or offered a better sacrifice. Enoch walked with God. Noah built or prepared an ark. Abraham went out not knowing where he is going. Sarah received strength. Abraham offered up Isaac. Um, Moses' parents hid him. Moses left Egypt. They kept the Passover. They passed through the Red Sea. Joshua marched around the walls. Rahab took in or received the spies. Do you see what I'm talking about? Every one of them did something, did something. Faith is not just laying around saying, I believe. (laughs) Faith is not just passively shrinking back, waiting for God to do something. Living faith acts. Living faith does something. Can you see that? And so in back to Luke, when he's talking about this man got results because of his importunity, what does that mean? Some people have tried to say, well, it was because of his persistence that he got results. Well, persistence is, is a very important thing through faith and persistence, patience, but that's not what this word is. That's not what he said. The word importunity, if you look it up in uh, different Greek dictionaries, it literally means lack of bashfulness. It literally means, or or also this, this word, shamelessness. Shamelessness or lack of bashfulness. And so the Lord is saying this man got his bread. He got his answer. He got what he wanted. 
But he didn't get it because this man was his friend. Because at midnight, waking him up out of a deep sleep and waking the babies up, he wasn't feeling so friendly. <laughs> and he wasn't thinking, oh, this guy's such a great friend. I'm going to do something for him. Well, why did he get his bread then? Because the man was so brazen and so bold and so shameless as to walk up there in the middle of the night and beat on the door and ask for bread. This is the lesson that the Lord is teaching us. So when he says, when he says that, what's the very next verse? And the Lord says, what? I saw, I say to you, what? Ask. It'll be given you. Seek. You'll find. Knock. It'll be open. See, if many uh, Christians, even many ministers had been writing this, in their thinking, that's not what they'd have said. They would have said, how dare you be so presumptuous as to walk up there, beat on the door. You, you should have just waited at the house and prayed and seen if the Lord had, had seen fit to get you some bread. How dare you be so bold? But see, that's human thinking, that's religious thinking that's contrary to what the Lord himself taught us. He taught us, step up. He taught us, come right on up to the door. Huh? Ring the doorbell. Be, beat on the door. He taught us, ask, knock, seek, come. Isn't that what Hebrews 11 is talking about? He is a rewarder of who? who? Those who diligently Seek Him. This is where we need mind renewal. We need mind renewal. Because, again, uh, religion has taught men and women who, who claim to be believers or are believers, He's taught them, religion's taught them to be beggars. And that this is a good quality. That it is the spirit of humility to, to sit back and pull back and go, oh no, oh no, oh no. Uh, you know, maybe the Lord doesn't want me to have any bread. Uh, and maybe the Lord doesn't want my friends, you know, to maybe we just need to do without. Maybe, maybe. And of course, it's all, if the Lord had wanted us to have uh, bread, then, you know, we'd have bread. Not true. Not true. The way God works he provides, and then he says, come get it. <laughs> he provides, and then he tells us, come possess it. You see this principle with the, uh, his, his first covenant people, Israel. He gave them the promised land. And if you read in Deuteronomy, the first couple of chapters and, and through there, he said, I have given this to you now Go possess it. Go get it. Well, they failed the test, the first generation, because when they came to the promised land and sent the spies in, sure enough, it was just like the Lord said, a wonderful place, rich land flowed with milk and honey, 
but there are giants living there who think it's theirs. And they got walled cities, they got iron chariots, they got giant warriors. But the Lord had said, no, it's yours. I gave it to you. It's yours. Go get it. And that first generation drew back. Even after they got there to the land, the spies gave a good report. They all fell back to their tents. They cried all, day, all night when they heard the report. They said, we're all going to die out here in the wilderness. Did that please the Lord? No, that displeased the Lord. What would have pleased him? What Joshua and Caleb were saying, they said, no, 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 listen, hush, quiet, quiet, quiet. We don't have to die out here in the wilderness. God's brought us this far. He'll take us the rest of the way. And if he's with us, their defense has departed from them. They'll be bread for us. We might say today, piece of cake. It'll be, we, we can, if God's with us, it'll be a piece of cake. But they were unable to convince most of the uh, uh the people. And so most of them wandered around out there for 40 years, enduring this dry, barren place. And some people would say, well, yeah, but that must have been God's will. No, it was not God's will. The scripture said he had prepared for them to enjoy the promised land from before the foundation of the world. Hebrews talks about it in the New Testament. So why didn't they enjoy what God had already provided for them and given to them? Because they lacked the faith to rise up, to go get it, advance. Believers are go-getters. <laughs> yeah, they are. Believers, they get up and they go and they get it. Now, now, you hear people saying, well, yeah, but you know what? What if God don't want you to have it? If he didn't want you to have it, he wouldn't have given it to you. This is not confusing. It's not like we're trying to rend something out of God's hand that he didn't want us to have. He's already bought it. He's already paid for it. He's already done it in Jesus. Now, he wants somebody to get up and come get it. He said to man... Got his bread. Why? Because of his lack of bashfulness. Because of his shamelessness. Go with me to first, excuse me, Second Timothy, the first chapter. Second Timothy, chapter one, and let's see a get, get some mind renewal about this. In Second Timothy one. You see, the Spirit of God through Paul was encouraging Timothy. Among other things, he said, uh, I see your tears, or I'm mindful, rather, of your tears, reminding him that he has faith, like his uh, parents and grandparents before him. But he tells him, he says, uh, in chapter 1, verse 6, he says, Wherefore I put you in remembrance that you stir up the gift of God which is in you by the putting on of my hands. Again, is he telling him to do something? You do something. He said, verse 7, why? For God has not given us 
the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and a sound mind. Now the Amplified, let's put that on the screen if we can, please. Verse 7, the Amplified says it like this. For God did not give us a spirit of timidity, of cowardice, of craven and cringing and fawning fear. Does this sound like drawing back to you? Does this sound like pulling back, shrinking back? Why would you pull back? Well, fear would be involved. Fear of what might happen if you keep going. Fear that nothing's going to happen. Fear that you're wasting your time and energy. All kind of uh, different degrees of fear. God did not give us a spirit of timidity. Several other translations use that same word, timidity. And what you can see is that the enemy has convinced millions of Christians that they're just, ha- they're just showing a spirit of humility in sitting back, waiting on God. But the truth is, they're yielding to the spirit of timidity that God did not give us. And so if I'm yielding to the spirit of timidity and fear, I'm yielding to the enemy. And that is, is preventing me from rising up, reaching out, laying hold, advancing, possessing what God has given us. Oh, friends, God is desiring us. Our Father is desiring us to take hold of everything He's bought and paid for. Like any good father, it doesn't please Him to see us hurting, to see us in abject want and lack and need and hurting in our bodies and, and oppressed. He's a father. He's the best father there ever was. And he's the richest father there's ever been. And he's already bought and paid for everything. Oh, he so desires. Can you sense his heart? He so desires for us to come boldly right up to the throne of grace. And I mean lay hold and receive and lay hold and receive until not only are all our needs met and overflowing, like Jesus said, this is why I came to give you life and give it more abundantly, but we have excess. We have surplus that out of that surplus we can minister to others. Do you you believe this, children of God? Said out loud, I reject the spirit of timidity. I will be bold in the Lord and strong to possess. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Well, that's another uh, day of, of faith school. Come back again and we'll come up even higher next time. 